<clears throat> Hello and good evening. This is Michael Basham on uh, January 24th. The time is now 1.36 a.m. And uh, I just can't go to bed until I get this thing recorded. Because I, you know, I, I like to write articles when I have time to sit down and really just get my thoughts out on paper. But I'm finding this medium of audio to be in some ways just as effective and in any case just very complimentary to writing an article about any given topic and in this case it is something that I feel very passionate about and that is spiritual warfare and being being a soldier for Jesus you know being a solid snake of the spirit solid snake is a video game character that kind of morphs or melds um, Rambo with Pliskin from some of the, the cult classic movies, Escape from L.A. or Escape from New York, and uh, a few other genres. It's just it's just a totally unique creation made by Japanese just geniuses, artistic conglomerators, people that can take some of the coolest things ever made in modern art and put them together and make something totally new. Anyway, enough about Metal Gear. Well, no, I'll, I'll bring up Metal Gear more. I, I mostly just have a bunch of quotes about being a fighter for Jesus. But most of all, this is just a call to anybody out there who who is searching. And um, even Christians that are just kind of putzing along and just don't know where their life is going and if God has anything more for them. And um, just as a soldier for Jesus, I'm, I'm calling out to any other soldiers to join the ranks of the spiritual warriors of heaven. And all I can promise you is that you're going to have a lot of battles. That's the, only, that's the only guarantee that I can give you. But the more battles you'll have, the more victories. And um, this is wartime. And there, there will be no more black and white. I'm not black and white. There will be no more gray areas. I'm sorry. Uh, things are really, really um, just getting intense. We're, we're going to be in a position where you're either going to be, as George Bush would say, you're either, you're either with us or you're with the terrorists. No, well, we're, things are polarizing. That's the word I'm looking for. And um, if the devil can't keep you from being a Christian, he'll try to keep you from being a revolutionary Christian. A revolutionary Christian is somebody who just seeks God every day and who doesn't have a presiding modus operandi, um, doesn't always know what to do, but just keeps seeking the Lord and living by the Spirit, and um, who also, I believe, doesn't discount the things that God has done in the past. And that's why the Bible is so important. That's why your testimony is so important. That's why even your dreams are important. What God is showing you in your daily walk in the night seasons. It says he will talk to you in the night seasons. He um, He will speak to old men and dreams and young men and visions. And he wants to be right next to you. And uh, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. The only way to get cleansed from this world is the blood of Jesus, and then you're a fighter. 
because you are the answer to every nasty, snotty, garbagey, stinky thing in this world. You know, when you've got Jesus in you, you you're the key. You you are Jesus in leather. I mean, not <laughs> wearing leather, but you're wearing you have um, you have shoes on. You know, you're you're a Jesus that people can see and touch and feel. And even though you're going to be human still, and you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to feel miserable sometimes, the less of you they see the better. The more of Jesus they see, the better. So God never specializes in numbers. He likes quality. And uh, this is not the type of video that's trying to get a lot of attention. It's something that, if you're even listening to this, it's a miracle. I don't even know how you're even listening to this. It's just kind of, kind of weird, even. But um, he wants you to follow him. And that's all I'm saying here. And uh, we're, we're calling out for elite super soldier fighters for Jesus. People that God can send to infiltrate the enemy's bases and fortresses all around the world. Whether they be businesses, companies, schools, educational establishments, universities, government offices, wherever you are. Families, you know. I think families are the most important ones. If, if you've got your foot in the door in some family somewhere as a friend or even as a family member or a relative and, and you're there, you know, you, and if you're in touch with the Lord, if you're connected to the kingdom, you are an infiltrator of God's kingdom. God doesn't look at nations as important as families because God is a family. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God God isn't just one guy, you know. He's a community. And he's not a country, although, well, heaven kind of is his country, but it's also his house. It's the Father's house. So he considers individual families to be super important. And if you if you're just in your daily walk walking in and out of houses and being among people that are just living their lives and, and you're in an intimate place with people in their own family environments, you are in a place of great responsibility. And that is the kingdom of God infiltrating that family. And the more you pray and seek the Lord for that family, the more, um, more great things you're going to see. Besides, um, as I just said, this isn't about quantity it's about quality and i'm gonna kill a mosquito on my screen right now so this is gonna be a little little loud <laughs> got him oh sorry there just couldn't help but gloat over the death of a little enemy that's what the enemy is like he's just like a little bug just gotta squash get his dead body off my keyboard there are many concentric circles and degrees of discipleship which must be recognized and appreciated and used. So there's different levels of following God. It doesn't mean everybody's just going to go to heaven and have the same reward. How much you are a fighter now determines what your victory is going to be when you die or when you come to your reward. 
But we still need to appreciate just the little ones in God's army and um, realize that just any degree of love or of compassion is something that God is going to use. I mean, I, that's where I just, you know, even as a Christian missionary, I just don't judge Buddhists because there's so many good things that they do. And uh, it's a long process winning a Buddhist to the Lord. But when you when you just keep yourself connected to God and then just ask for wisdom and how to talk to Buddhists, you know, you are planting seeds in their life that will eventually leave them, lead them back to the Lord. Many, many were called, but very few were chosen because so few chose to follow his way. Matthew twenty-two fourteen. I mean, this is where the meat comes in. And I believe that really being a fighter for Jesus means accepting the meat and feeding others the meat, not only eating it yourself and then hiding it and then giving other people the basic gospel. The gospel is super important, but it's only the first step in your journey. It's knowing the meat, the intimate walk with the Lord and the weapons of God and the, the deep mysteries and secrets of the kingdom and those things that are just so thrilling to learn about and to, to meditate upon. I mean, I'm not a, a, as good of a preacher on meat as a lot of these other guys. Well, like Mo, like David Berg and um, Jerry Lee, the Manifester, and Ian Clayton and Neville Johnson and Terry Bennett. There are other guys out there that are really, really good with their meat. I am kind of a... I just... I really honor those guys. And if anything, if God gives me something, well... If I have the faith to share it, I will. I hope to have more faith to share more. Here's a good quote. When you decide to serve God full time, all hell breaks loose. Oh yeah, it's so true. But at the same time, all heaven breaks loose because when all hell breaks loose in your life, that is an opportunity for all heaven to come to your rescue. Now, here's an awesome poem. We have not yet begun to fight. Where there's a will, there's a way. He that shoots oft at last shall hit the mark. Oh, these aren't, this isn't a poem. This is many quotes. Victory belongs to the most persevering. Oh, now this is a good quote. My right has been rolled up. My left has been driven back. My center has been smashed. I have ordered an advance from all directions. General Falk, World War One. <laughs> if you fall, don't just lie there. Get up and try again. Better to fight and to lose than not to fight at all. Better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Success is failure turned inside out. The silver tint of the clouds of doubt. So stick to the fight. When your heart is hit, it's when things seem worst that you must not quit. Amen. All right, I, I'm not just reading quotes to no end here for no other reason than to act religious or something. I really, I believe that the word is important, that having things that the saints of God have said before, written down and recorded and then rehashed, I believe that is an integral part of the Christian's walk, without which we wouldn't even have the Bible. If everybody thought you just lived off pure inspiration, then, you know, what of 
memorizing scripture and sticking to the word of God and Jesus in his most difficult test before his crucifixion when he was in the desert getting tempted all he did was just quote the word at the devil and the devil knew it too he the devil quoted the word at Jesus I mean the, the word is the weapon and you need to you need to know the word and you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit because even the devil can quote the word even just sold out pastors that are serving the Illuminati and the New World Order in their 50301C, what is that called again? Those churches that are sold out to the enemy, to the dark side, they can quote scripture without even putting forth the gospel, without exalting Jesus. But it says, my servant shall glorify me. And, you know, the, the further you get into this, the less of you there should be and the more of Jesus there should be. And even Justin Abraham, who I love so much, says that you know when he goes to heaven because he gets taken up to heaven a lot he's always going there as a little child even though he gets to go to these pretty important places like the courts of heaven and places where legal battles are being carried out he's always there as the little kid and um, we need to humble ourselves as little children before the lord so that we don't be humbled um, out of season when we try to make ourselves into these great warriors meanwhile all the while we didn't have a clue um, the way I see it is before the Lord you really are just a child there's no other way about it he's always going to be your father I mean the, the father before the father you're a child before Jesus I really think if, if you're in a deep place with him that you will be his bride that you will be in a place of authority with him and in that case, manifested on this earth, you are a son of God, and you are a mighty warrior, and where you go, demons cower, because every place your foot sets down, that is now part of the kingdom of God, the territory of God, and the enemy doesn't go down without a fight, you know, I mean, he's a fallen angel, he still has his smarts from before, he knows that you know you put up a fight you don't you don't just give up your prized possessions he's not like a bunch of tr uh, trendy pansy liberal uh, metrosexual kind of you know sit back and take it kind of people that you probably meet if you're in any developed part of the world he's a fighter the devil is a fighter that's why he's gotten so far you know I mean, he was, he's audacious. That's how he got one-third of heaven to rise up and rebel against God, you know. So he will fight you, but in the end, he's just a roaring lion and uh, resist the enemy and he will flee from you. So as, as long as you are connected with God, wherever you walk on this earth, you are a warrior, you are a son, you are a victor, not because of you, but because of the work that God accomplished through Jesus at the cross and our rebirth as sons and as brides and as the children of God. It's almost like you become like God himself, threefold, a family in one. The, the bride, a son, a child, a, a father, two. This is getting pretty out there, but um, it's just, it's, you know, it's just anything is possible. It's we're We're entering into a place where 
you are going to supersede all the boundaries of even the limitations of your own imagination and just exist in that realm that that endless dimensional realm where god himself is and as we behold him we shall be like him all they that have seen me have seen the father it's just it's it's so out there it's so incredible when you have a relationship with god and if you're not afraid to just let god take that far far beyond what this world says it can be just let him do anything with you let him take you anywhere you know there's there's people out there today that don't belong to any group but just consider themselves part of god you know they have amazing amazing testimonies and i'm not saying that to make you follow them i'm saying that to make you follow god and let him give you an amazing testimony i'm just talking here right now because i've got an amazing testimony <laughs> you know i want to share what god's given me and your testimony is more than just what what you've seen in your life it's your testimony of what god has done and his work at the cross and identifying with that and that's how you overcome it's it's a legal term they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony it's not just a it's not just well, when I was 17, I just decided to follow God. I mean, that's great. That That is effective too. That is part of it. But I think the most important part of it is you can testify and you believe and you have personally witnessed the fact that Jesus Christ really is the Son of God. I think that's the key. Pretty simple. Well, thank the Lord. Whatever you do, just keep on going for God. You're bound to make it sometimes if you try often enough. It's a really, really important thing. I think it's just to not give up. The only way we can ever be conquered is if we stop attacking and give up. And stop having the faith to take the initiative. I'm stopping for a second because I'm just thinking about how the family, one of the contingents of faith filled Christians that I was honored to live amongst just kind of petered out, you know, just left everything behind in a way and just be, try to be like the churches. And, um, I believe that they just stopped attacking. They just gave up, didn't really have a vision anymore, lost the vision they used to have and then became blind, you know, and I'm going to make another, this is kind of a different topic, so I'm, I'm trying to organize these topics into videos instead of just talking for like a whole hour about 100 million things. The people that complain about the battle and then quit just before the victory is won never get to enjoy it. You know, oh man, if you're, if you're one of those people that's just quit on your faith and you know, you, you think, oh, you know, this is just man-made because I saw all these people screw up. Don't give up because it doesn't matter how much people screw up or lose the vision. As long as you don't quit, you're not going to lose the reward. Keep fighting and you won't lose. Keep wielding the weapon of the word and you'll win. He that wrestles with us strengthens our nerves and sharpens our skill. Our, our antagonist is our helper. You have to be a fighter for the truth of God, even if they kill you. Every day is a battle. 
it's so true whether you know it or not we're in a war it's an information war it's a spiritual war hence the name spirit wars we've got a very popular show out there called info wars started small looked crazy for years i saw alex jones back in 2004 when he didn't look super connected or together but because of the truth and the witness of god and the mo letters that i'd seen and then hearing his testimony was like all right okay this has got to be something and um and then i came back after going to china for a year and a half i was in the states and i reconnected to alex jones podcast and just realized like whoa this is getting hot 2007 2008 and then till now i mean seven years later gosh it is I, everything that he said that he said before has come true it's more so than it's more obvious now than it was before and if anything it's just the faith of one man you know, even if it's in a way it seems negative to, to have somebody ranting about the existence of the New World Order. But what if we had somebody ranting about the existence of the kingdom of God overtaking the New World Order? And that there are thousands of Christians that are being raised up who are spearheading this and, and taking that role of a bride. And, and this, is, this is the revolution. Now, I mean, the keys of David have been given to anyone who has the faith for them. They were never meant to be in the hands of one organization. That organization is, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's gone. It's done for. It's uh, it's not unless God raises it up. You know, it's like the Catholic Church or something. And, um, you know even despite that it can, God can do anything we all have besetting sins we just have to learn to resist them it's a battle, it's a war but we're bound to win if you're a fighter like I am you enjoy the battle <laughs> a victorious knight returned from the battle has more of a shine than one who hasn't been in the battle some people are looking for an excuse to do what they really want to do to quit and oh man, I want to I want to get into the new topic right away. I just I gotta finish this first, but I I think that's what happened to the family. They just they quit, and the quitters got control of things because uh, maybe because of money. Who knows? Maybe there really is money in the upper strata. Who knows? Surprise is one of the prime elements of successful military strategy. The devil can't lick you as long as you keep trying. The only way he can possibly lick you is if you surrender. We may not win all the battles, but we're bound to win the war. You only win a war in which you lead the attack. This isn't about a, a man or a person, but you, you are the general in your sphere of life, in your world, in your work, school, transport, uh, personal life with the Lord. You've got to lead the attack in your life, in your little sliver of this world. And um, when you do that, you're going to change the world, even if it's just through a few people or in small ways. You're going to turn the tide of battle in your sphere of influence. And uh, God works best with little people. He doesn't like huge, big shots. 
and it's this is the time to start fighting it's right now just you know what to do you you know in your heart what you need to do wherever you are and only you know nobody else can tell you what to do only you know you know what god is telling you to do right now and uh as long as you go on the attack you're gonna win you don't have time to sharpen your sword in the middle of a battle but if your sword is so dull it turns out to be nothing but a club it's better than nothing that's right never think like oh i didn't have my word time today i can't fight the enemy or i didn't pray for the last you know week or month even if your sword is dull it's, <laughs> it's better than nothing if you run off and hide before the battle is won god will hold you to blame for the defeat you have to fight the devil and your old self every day you can never stop battling. You can never stop winning victories. You can never stop progressing. Or you'll backslide. Ah, oh, remember that old word, backsliders? Beware. Each battle God gives you in which you win a victory is followed with a bigger battle because he knows he can now trust you with more. And that goes for the weapons too. You know, the key to being a super soldier for Jesus, a solid snake, and let's let's touch upon this game a little bit. This game is very personal to me because I first found the game Metal Gear back when I was in high school. And I didn't really read Tom Clancy before. I was kind of a more Michael Crichton science fiction guy. You know, Tom Clancy just seemed like something you read if you were interested in military war. The military stuff just didn't seem that interesting to me. But when I played Metal Gear, it kind of bridged the military aspect into the supernatural sci-fi world. And it just it put everything together for me. And suddenly I just realized the glories of being a soldier. Even if, even if you're in a dirty war and even if your generals are corrupt, you know, there's something amazing about an elite soldier that can sneak into an enemy base and dismantle their whole system without them even knowing it until it's too late and uh just this tactical espionage method of warfare just it was so cool it so attracted me and yet it wasn't about for me it wasn't about wanting to go join the military and at that time i was receiving phone calls from the recruiting office to get get in gear and get into the military you know and we got a war to fight and go to our afghanistan and iraq and you know i mean you got to have a sense in your gut that that isn't what that's not the ideal situation to put yourself into although i do honor soldiers of every country i mean soldiers are there's something pure about soldiers but anyway metal gear you know this this is a game that uh hideo kojima uh, put together from different sources, different uh, movies and concepts, and it just—it's just something so unique. It's—it's it's almost impossible to describe in this little tiny broadcast that I'm making tonight. But at, at its core, at its essence, is elite, super-trained fighters that are in a war, in a in a almost an unknown war usually in remote, unknown locations by the rest of the world, unreported by the news, and dealing with each other, fighting against each other. I mean, not, not the good ones, you know, the good versus the bad, 
but using the most high-tech, just elaborate weaponry, getting into super high detail and just almost obsessing over all the intricacies of combat. And I guess for me, and then not only just fighting, but also the communication aspect being integral to everything. You know, wiring into home base and getting advice for just about every situation possible, every weapon available, every every single little minute detail, even to the point of the extreme. And and also just the in-between, the, the mundane stuff in-between, the humor, the relationships, the, the, the jokes, the silly things, the seemingly insignificant things, and uh, having a love of life in the midst of battle, you know, I mean... I know I'm kind of rambling here, but, you know, why does a samurai obsess about looking at sakura blossoms? It's because they realize that the transience of life and the beauty of every little blessing that we've been given in this world, because at any moment it could all be over. And I I believe that in in these games, um, they're more than games. They're more like the guy that made them wanted to be a movie maker and intensely studied movie making and then ended up being a game maker instead. So he just turned his games into movies practically. And some people hate them because there's just so much dialogue and so much cinematics, but it's probably the most perfect, seamless marriage of movie and video game ever done. One of the best. Um, Some people have even turned Metal Gear into a religion. And it might as well be. It's got a lot of Bushido in it. It's got a lot of the Shinto kind of thought processes, I guess. But it's just its own thing. And, uh, you know, I guess... What was I going to say? Ah, well, forget it. I'm just trying to bring this into the spiritual realm. And in my own testimony, when when I found the family, this elite group of Christian soldiers that were just fighting out this wild war all by themselves and yet meeting people that are part of just super high level stratas of society you know right from the beginning i mean what the heck you know this weird little ragtag group of christians from huntington beach california suddenly ends up beating Gaddafi in libya and uh, you know just god just puts you in places and I've seen this in my own experience. He just puts you in places amongst people of influence. And um, you never know what he's going to do next, you know. God is like a box of chocolates. You know, and he's just amazing. But if you apply these concepts of fighters and soldiers and warfare from, from these games to the spirit, you know, this is something that we can offer everyone, wherever they are. And it is to be a solid snake, wise as serpents, yet innocent as doves. And, uh, and to, to utilize all the weapons that God has given us. Prophecy, you know, wiring into home base. Getting advice from Jesus and your angel team. And uh, calling in reinforcements. And it's just, it's all there. Everything. It's all the coolest parts of every most most amazing epic video game movie story it's all there and tom clancy i think was was behind a lot of the inspiration for this game too but but i find that when you engage in spiritual warfare you become a part of the 
the larger uh, the larger map of what's happening in the world as far as the strategies of good versus evil. And in the end, this is that's all it's going to come down to. It's just a big good versus evil battle. And of course, the evil is going to masquerade as the good, and the schmucks that are out there fall for it, and they think that good is bad and bad is good. And as, as Helmet Man says to Spaceballs, because bad is cool and good is dumb. That's what they want you to think. Okay. A few more not a few more quotes here. Don't let the devil frighten you out with his first boo and his lies. Respect not their proud and haughty looks. You've either got to surrender and make peace with your enemy or you've got to fight. Just like in any war where the battle's hot, you've got to put in the most troops to give it all you've got and where you've pretty well got the situation in hand you can kind of let up a little. I guess that just means, in a way, it's like when the battle is really, really intense, you know you're in the right place and you've got to give it your all. You've got to focus on it. And the enemy likes to fight dirty, especially now when things really count. He's going to try to, to wear us down and to, to just kill us. He plays dirty, uses your family members, he uses your loved ones. He does everything he can to destroy you. But as long as you decide that you're a soldier and you're going to fight back and you've got God on your side and you believe in his word, you can't lose. Oh, I love this quote. I like a battle. I love it because I know I'm on the right side, the winning side, and I've got the right commander and I'm proud and happy to live or die for him so good. Anything wonderful can happen in that little margin of time when you do not give up, but keep on believing and keep on praying. It's a struggle to live, and it takes faith and courage and fight and a lot of real hard work to live the faith life. But you know what? Pretty soon, ain't gonna be nothing left but the faith life. Alright, I'm gonna stop here. There's a whole bunch more quotes, so May this be a part one, and may we continue to broadcast the, the call for all those who wish to be super fighters, in, uh, super soldiers, such a cheesy word, to be uh, an elite combat expert of the Lord's army, and not in any denomination. This is beyond Green Beret level. This is just crypto cosmic level secret you you are not going to be famous unless it's by accident this is not to build a name for yourself this is the way of the warrior as the japanese call it's the way of desperation the way of just fighting the enemy and causing the most damage you can to his kingdom and your life will not be boring i promise you as a metal gear operative of the spirit a super soldier of the kingdom so may you be that for him in jesus name